You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, there's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to help you with your pets. That's exactly what we're here to do. Like like the gentleman sitting across from me. Hi, I'm Brian Donovan, and I'm playing a dangerous game of lactose roulette. <laughs> Pushing our buttons. Sam! Hey, you Ooh. haven't done, we haven't heard that in, in oh, some time. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, love I'm having... I'm back, s- though, and I'm very happy to be back. Sam Nork. That's me. Yay. Yes. My name is Jamie. Just want to make sure everybody has a good time. Animal Talk, it is America's Pet Show. And uh, Brian, what is causing your lactose roulette? A chocolate malt. Oh. We went crazy. <laughs> we did. We did. Sam, uh, Sam texted and said, uh, "Let's. Par- I want to party. I want, I want ice I cream. I want to party with you guys. She <laughs> said, I want to party. And we're like, what do you got in mind? She said, ice cream. So, <laughs> and I can party. I ice can party cream, with the best ice cream it was. Yeah. Yeah, and it was good. And uh, just in uh, French fries, <laughs> just malts, uh, malts and French fries. People listen to podcasts whenever, but just to throw it into context, uh, it is uh, a snow day here in Michigan. I teach high school. I had the day off because it was so cold. And I didn't snowy. get a snow day, and I'm so. <laughs> so what and do we do? Go off ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Ice cream hey. is not good in the summer. It's better in the winter. Really? Yeah. So that was one of my favorite things to do in the summer. My friend Jenny and I, we would go. I'd, I'd bike, bicycle over to her house. She lived about a mile and a half away. And then we'd walk from her house about another mile down to the 31 Flavors. Yeah. We'd cut through Bastion the cemetery. Robbins. Make mm-hmm. out. Make out in the cemetery. Wait, really? No, we didn't make out. But we did cut through the cemetery. Yeah. And, uh, Are you yeah. sure? Yeah, quite. Why, why else would somebody go through the cemetery? Yeah, because no. <laughs> it's a shortcut to the Vasken Robbins, <laughs> and so it was a really big cemetery. It's, you're going through, or you're going, you're going two miles. So uh, we would cut through there, and I would get the bubble gum ice cream. Right? Oh my gosh! And it would have like the little pieces of bubble gum in it, almost yeah. like chiclets, right? The little pieces of bubble gum. But I would like, oh, so I eat it, and but I wouldn't chew the I wouldn't chew the gum. I would just kind of <laughs> I would chipmunk them into the side of my mouth. Until I got through all the ice cream, and then I would chew the gum. That's insane. That's, that's kind of disgusting. I feel like that's like not your flavor. I wouldn't have pegged you as like bubble gum. Yeah, I'm a girl drink drunk. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a girl drink drunk from back in the day. Bubble <laughs> pink bubble gum ice cream, and put an umbrella on it. I'm I'm happy. How did that? How does that not surprise you? How does that surprise you? I don't know. I just I feel like you're like. Very normal or neutral. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you don't like I'm a little bright more colors. Mr. Vanilla. Yeah, vanilla. Ah, yeah. Mr. Vanilla. <laughs> no, no. So, yeah, the the bubblegum ice cream or uh, the uh, the what else would I do? I would do uh, the, the chocolate chip or mint chocolate chip. Ooh, that, that would mint. be about it. Oh, and then cookie dough. Cookie dough. Well, Blue they didn't moon. Have, cookie moon dough slaps. wasn't a thing when I was. You know, it was. It what? became a thing when when I well. So when I first had ice cream. Uh, the days know, before cookies, Jamie? Jesus and I. You're that old? We would break from middle school. and uh, <laughs> Wait, when was cookie dough invented? Like cookie so, dough ice cream or yeah. cookie dough the real thing? Cookie dough. Well, no. Cookie dough the ice cream <laughs> um, was, uh, yeah, quite a ways quite a ways before. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think they had cookie dough ice no, cream. No, I don't think so. It, yeah. it, oh I mean, some, at some point in my childhood. But when, you know, we were in seventh grade, you know, ninety. What was it? Seventy eight, seventy nine. So it yeah. was the old days, Jamie. The, that was uh, the number one flavor back then was chicken liver ice cream. 
Okay, 19... Isn't that weird? You ever, you ever uh, see these old stories from the 1800s? That's yeah. like a thing that kids ate. Oh, let's have some chicken liver. Let's have, uh, mm. um, 1984, that's when cookie dough ice cream yeah, uh, was right. invented. So there you are. So, yep, not until after high school. All right, so we were... According to the ice cream wiki. I, be- I, I believe it. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyway, thanks for uh, following along. Sam, if people want to uh, follow us, uh, what can they do? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, we got our uh, we got our social media pages, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Animal Talk Radio. Um, you can follow us on those. Um, or we got our YouTube page that we need to start using. <laughs> so, that's fun. Um, and then we have our, um, our merch site, wearingfunny.com. Which, it is. Yep, yep. Yep. That's what it is. <laughs> that is it. So yeah, yeah. buy right. some stuff. So yeah, like, subscribe, leave a comment. We appreciate you hanging out with us because we're here for Animal Talk and we uh, help people with their pets and talk about pet related issues. Uh, Facebook Live is a thing while we're on, and it's we, going right it's, now. Uh, you follow us on the podcast Detroit Northville Studios pages. Uh, the videos appear there, and then we share them over to. Uh, the Animal Talk page. Do you share that over to the Animal Talk page, Samantha? Oh, I can. Yep. Hold on. Yeah. I will share it over there, Roll and it. we'll be okay really quick. Real quick. Roll it over, and then whatever else promotes your podcast pages you want oh, yeah, to yeah. tag it on, too. You can do that. But, yeah, you can, so you can watch it live as, as it unfolds. Heck, if, if, you're, if you're brave enough and you see it and it's, it's happening live, there's a studio. You should ask a question. There's a studio number. On oh, the, and there's on a the question, lo- yeah. On the lower third there, or you can ask things in the, uh, in the chat. So Sam's keeping an eye on the chat. You can do that. But we also take stuff off of the web and uh, throw those questions at Brian. Like, I got one here uh, about a nine-week-old puppy. Are you ready for this? I think I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. My nine-week-old puppy is aggressive towards me. He growls, bites, scratches me when I take items away from him. Uh, but only when I've told him no. He gets angrier. Uh, when disciplined, uh, and when I tell him not to do something. So my puppy gets aggressive and angry with me when I take things away. Yeah. So does the puppy get angry? Of course. Yeah. You know, uh, little ones have to be, um, they have, <laughs> are you all right? Yeah. Little ones have to be, you have to show them the parameters, right? Okay. The limits. Mm-hmm. And when you show them that limit and they don't believe it's a limit, then they test you. Okay. Okay. So maybe one of the things that people do that uh, uh, that that actually contributes to to this sort of thing is by shaking your finger at the at the dog, uh-huh. yelling at him, shaking shaking your finger. Because mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're um, you're associating the correction with your hand, with your with your finger, and it might make the dog actually more aggressive towards you. <laughs> not that finger. <laughs> no, no, no. It's typically not the finger <laughs> you correct there, with. Flipping your dog off. Um, so, F-U, sporto. So either way, he's not taking it serious. Okay. So you have to uh, get better at correcting. And you do have to do that with a, with a puppy. You have to show them, you know, this is right, that's wrong. And um, a good correction will stop the action. It will not elicit that aggressive response. So it, you got to step it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Is the dog genuinely angry? Uh, yeah, could be, I guess. I oh, okay. Yeah. All right, I, I I figured you were going to come back with, "Oh, your dog's not angry." Well, it's uh, it, it's not like that. Like, okay, like you're thinking. It's, yeah, it's you know the the dog wants to do oh, what so it was, wants to do, I and was, you're trying to stop him. I was baiting you. Yeah. So and you're trying to stop him. So I'm the master at that. <laughs> he can. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I'm twelve. Uh, Wait, was that like a bad thing? 
Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I didn't get it. Was it like innuendo? I said I was baiting him. Innuendo. And I'm the master at that. Work it out, Sam. Oh, it's a, oh God. A oh. train leaves Chicago. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> see, it's fun. Did you see the video? Because like Sam's like in the TV. On the video. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's superimposed. So oh. I can, I, she's behind me. I moved my spot so I can't see her. How do you do that? So it's magic. It's, it's the video magic. It's the, it's the video magic. But you have to check out the video on Facebook. It's, it's a ton of fun. Um, all right. So I am in the, the TV. The dog, the dog isn't, the dog isn't actually angry. Um, but it is a case of uh, – is it a case of uh, possession and, and it's like uh, possession and, like you said, dominance? You know, at, at nine weeks, uh, I would just chalk it up to a, a puppy being, a you know, um, just insubordinate, you know. And, and I, I don't think we have to put too many labels on it other okay. than, you know, uh, this dog needs to be he – needs, he needs to be shut down here. <laughs> you have to tell him no Ooh. and you have to mean it. Oh, wow. Uh, that's vibra- springy. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, it's springy. Vibratory repercussions. So Sam and I talked about this, um, but I think it was a day that you weren't here, Brian, and it was it made me very happy. Um, you like going to the movie? You like going out to the movies? Uh, sure, yeah. So there's a, a movie house in Texas. Oh, my God. I want to go here so bad. I know. Oh. 15 bucks for movies. Okay. 15 bucks for a movie. Comes with bottomless wine, and not no, not like you're thinking. You have to wear pants. Oh, oh. <laughs> you're doing bottomless it. wine. It's uh, it's fifteen dollars for a glass that they will refill time and again for you. For that 15, sounds a little dangerous. For fifteen bucks, and here's the pet kicker: it's dog friendly. You can bring your dog to this movie theater, and the dog can drink wine too. <laughs> oh, I'd give my dog. I, we would be. I don't so think they give the, What if what if you're watching like Lord of the Rings and it's a nineteen hour movie and you just keep <laughs> drinking wine? <laughs> <laughs> Who's responsible for your actions? Uh, it's actually called K9 Cinemas, Plano, Texas. Isn't that a great idea? It's, a, it's actually pretty cool. So you don't have to drink wine uh, if you don't want. So imagine a world where you could walk into a movie theater, grab yourself a big <laughs> bucket of popcorn, and cuddle up with your dog. <laughs> a big bucket of wine, a, apparently. <laughs> and catch a flick. K9 Cinemas in Plano, Texas is exactly that, a movie theater where your dog is welcome. Plus, they offer an all-you-can-drink wine package at an extremely reasonable price for $15. Uh, if you have two dogs, the second one just is $5 more. So, yeah, it's 15 bucks for you and your dog. It's crazy. Uh, if you have two dogs, 20 bucks. Uh, we have a big heart for our furry family members in our lives, and we believe they should be, they should be able to have a night out with you, said owner Eric Lankford. So the theater host, so it's not like, you know, your regular thing. It's one-off screenings, older movies, uh, different theme nights, popular TV shows. Um, and then they do the bottomless wine thing. It's great. If you don't, if you don't opt in for the wine, admission is free. I'm assuming they're not uh, serving Opus One or anything like that. (laughs) Well, I I, I feel there might be a box involved (laughs) (laughs) with, with the packaging when that comes. Uh, do you watch uh, when you had critters uh, at home? Would they sit and watch TV with you? You know what? Some some dogs would. Some yeah. dogs that I've owned will watch TV. Yeah, and uh, others just they they look at it like um, it, it's just not. There's no connection there. So Percy um, watches with me. He okay. he like he'll he'll lay on my legs and he'll like face the TV. Uh, usually ends up falling asleep before I do even, which <laughs> is pretty amazing because I fall asleep pretty dang fast. 
while I, while I'm watching. Uh, Samantha, what about you? Do your your pets watch TV with you? Oh yes, they do. Especially when there's like animals on screen, they'll be like, <gasps> <laughs> they get excited about. Yeah, that. I don't think anybody understood what I meant by. <gasps> so yes, they'll they'll like turn their heads and be like, oh my god, there's animals. <laughs> All right. So here's a here's another behavior question. Um, I have a dog, mm-hmm. and he claws me when I come home from work. He doesn't do this to any other family members. It's just me when I come in the door, jumping up mm-hmm. and clawing me. Um, why me, and how can I make him stop? Uh, why you? Yeah, because he, because he's apparently he's like no, it doesn't do it to anybody else. Dog probably probably likes her, likes okay. him or her. Yeah, right? yeah. But. Um, Jamie, I think you know what I'm going to say here. No. Um, what would you like your dog to do? Oh. That's the first question. Mm, not claw me? Uh, well, that's not – what does that look like, though? Oh. What does that look like? Oh. It's, it's, it's easy to teach a specific action. Mm. It's really hard to teach don't do this oh. without, without replacing it with something else. Okay. So uh, that's the first question I, I'll always ask somebody is, what would you like your dog to do? And they usually say, well, I want him to not jump. Well, that's, that's hard to teach. But how about sit? Sit's a good one to teach or – or go get your ball, or whatever you know. Um, just something that the dog can do that you can teach easily, where the dog will know that that's his new behavior. He's just happy to see you. That's all. So all you have to do is show him he's going to get the attention he wants by doing the things you want him to do. So uh, next time, uh, first of all, teach teach sit by itself, okay? And then um, when the dog greets you, have the dog sit, give him a treat. It really is that simple. It okay. really is that simple. But the dog is just happy to see you. That's what he does. Yeah. He's, he jumps up and he, he, you know, he claws you. He wants your attention. But show him how to get the attention. You know, and uh, so having a, a basic, a little bit of a language there is always helpful. So the dog knows what's expected. If you just expect the dog to act right. Yeah. Um, that's that's pretty tough. You know. Can because, you please tell him to just behave himself? Yeah. Right. Right. Just. 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 <laughs> Just do something else. Do well. What is that something else? That's what you got to teach them. Yeah, yeah. So it's just all about attention, Jamie. It's all about attention. Well, it might be close to dinner time too for the pup. Could be, and they might be getting excited about that. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's my human. Soup's on. Feed me. How about you get in here? This next question actually is about. I mean, these are these are short questions, but this next one is about uh, dinner and supper time with the pet, uh, Joni. Asks, why does my dog tend to get wild after he eats his supper? Why does why does my dog get wild after he eats his supper? It's the only time of day he does this. He's got to poop. Ah, got to poop. Up. Oh. Um, dogs will have. You know, you should count your blessings because mm-hmm. um, dogs uh, will usually have. If you feed them consistently and they're on a good schedule, they're going to have a time during the day where they kind of you know, get a lot of energy out of their system. So it'll cycle their energy. So they'll be calm at the same times each day. They'll be energetic at the same times each day. So if you've noticed this pattern, make sure he's in the right place at mm-hmm. that time. So when he's, you know, that, that might be just the perfect time to go out and toss a Frisbee for him or, you know, to, so you can get that energy out of him. It's a very good thing that you you have that. You know, some dogs, they'll, they'll uh, you know, they'll dissipate that energy throughout the day. But if you can get it all out in one session, that's usually um, a dog's going to be calmer the rest of the day. So, yeah, um, I would encourage him. You know, dog wants to get excited, take him for a little walk or something and uh, uh, th- toss a ball around or something like that. That's It's always a, a very, very good behavior pattern for him to get into. Yeah, that was going to be my observation. It's like, all right, well, he's, he's all pumped up after dinner. Yeah. You know, let him, give him something to work that energy off, yeah. be it a, a busy ball or, you know, taking him for a walk. 
help yeah. you work off your dinner a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> work off those malteds we just had. <laughs> Holy crap. I feel fatter just sitting here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I just, it's, I'm huge. Yeah. Well, you know, we balanced the malt with French fries. Oh. So it was a balanced meal. That was, yeah, that was smart. That was. <laughs> so you shouldn't feel terrible about it. Yeah, I, I shouldn't look at the video because I'm like, oh my god, who's that fat guy over there? <laughs> oh crap, that's me. How'd that? You got a, that Steve Jobs thing going on with your black tortoise neck <laughs> shirt <You> like that. <laughs> <laughs> and and now we dance. It's like I did that last time. We were dancing last time. Yeah, we're uh, my my Mike Myers, um, <laughs> German techno dancing. Sam, do you like the uh, German techno dancing? Uh, yes. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> when you dance like that, it's like um, if uh, if Mike Myers, mm-hmm. <laughs> Steve Jobs, and a Far Side cartoon had a baby, <laughs> it would look just like you. It's just like that. Oh, uh, here's another really short question. Here's another really short question. Uh, D Claus. Or no declaws. No. That comes from Fitzsimmons 64. Declaws or no declaws? You know, years ago, um, people chopped all sorts of things off of, <laughs> off of dogs and cats. <laughs> dogs, you know, chopped their ears off, shaped their ears yeah. with, you know, with cookie cutter type devices that yep. made them uh, shapely and uh, cutting the tails off, cutting all sorts of things off them. Um, cutting dew claws off. Uh, How'd you like somebody come down and pick something off of you? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I have no idea what that was. Uh, sound like a little gingerbread man. Yeah, maybe. Someone I was trying to be his the, little hand off. Actually, the tree from Wizard of Oz, but he was like, actually, kind of. How would you like something? I yeah. can't do it anyway. So um, <laughs> uh, that's it's it's becoming more of a frowned upon thing. I mean, yeah, you know, if you get a cat, that's part of their their behavior pattern. Get them a scratch post. Mm-hmm. Work with them a little bit. But man, taking their claws off, um, you know, I know vets still do it, veterinarians, but I think there are more and more veterinarians that are kind of discouraging that. I mean, it's part of their, it's part of their defense. It's part of their, it's a very uh, integral part of what a cat is. Yeah. You know, having their claws, being able to climb up things and scratch things. Um, I, I, I've never been a huge fan of it. Okay. Uh, I say if you're going to get a cat, then, you know, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Know what you're getting into. You're going to have, um, you know, a cat. Uh, you know, you're gonna have cat behaviors if you have a have a cat. Well, that that leads us to uh, I don't know if you you caught this in the news uh, just within the last about week here. Uh, this is coming out of the Detroit Free Press from Andrea Balderama. Uh, Michigan could become the second state to ban declawing of cats. Did you hear that? Oh, I no. heard about this. Yep. No. Yep. So, uh, some legislation has been introduced. Michigan might become the second state in the country behind New York to ban the practice of declawing cats. State Representative Nate Shannon of Sterling Heights and 20 other Michigan legislators have introduced a bill that would prohibit the practice unless it was for uh, therapeutic or medical reasons. Because uh, on a very small scale, there's a medical reason to do yeah. that. But but not, not very infrequently. Um, so an individual, here's a quote from the House bill, an individual shall not perform by any means um, a, a long medical word that means take off the nails partially or completely. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of medical terms in here. Uh, but it's, it won't, you won't do it completely, either either um, the phalange or the, the phalangeectomy or 
tendinectomy. Yeah, it's uh, actually like the last uh, digit of their fingers, of their tiny little fingers. Uh, or any other surgical procedure that prevents normal function of the claws on a cat in this state, unless the procedure is necessary for therapeutic medical reasons. And that's House Bill 5508. Yeah. Not uh, that cats have fingers, but imagine if you had a habit of drumming your fingers on, the, on a tabletop mm-hmm. and someone said, you know what? If we just lop off the last part of those fingers, maybe he wouldn't do that. I mean, it's a pretty pretty severe thing. And I'm sure, you know, once it's outlawed everywhere, people look back on that practice and say, Egad, what were we thinking? The bill goes on to describe what therapeutic reasons are, and it imposes a fine. It sets the fine of $1,000 on individuals who violate uh, the law if it is passed. So it could be a $1,000 fine for every kitty a declaw. And then uh, the practice of declawing is commonly administered to protect furniture in homes where the felines reside. Uh, declawing is not medically necessary in most cases. And you know, Jamie, yeah, I know it may sound like Mr. Obvious here, but once you declaw your cat, mm-hmm. you can no longer paint the nails. Oh. <laughs> so that's, that's a consideration as yeah. well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I'm pretty lucky with uh, – because I, I just uh, – I had Kirby for 18 years. Uh, got him back in 95. Um, yeah, I got him back in 95. And uh, he, he, was, he was an awesome, awesome guy. But we had, I, did, I did have him declawed mm-hmm. uh, just as a kitten when he came. It was the package deal. They're like, yeah, yeah, throw in the declaw. Put on some undercoating. Sure, you know. Yeah. And that was just kind of the thing at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, 20 years later, we got Percy coming into our lives. And uh, the, the shelter is like, you're not declawing this cat. You know, but when first when we were getting Kirby, they're like, "Hey, you want some undercoating? Want a declaw? You want you know?" We're like, "That's part of it. That's you want a snip and a nip?" And we're like, "Yeah, do it all. You know, make sure all the shots are done." So I don't have a problem with making it illegal. Just the fact that it's legal makes it seem okay. Just like you you indicated that. Well, you know, that's just kind of what they did. So the professionals don't seem to have a problem with it. So you know, why should I weigh in? Yeah, yeah. it really is kind of. uh, I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd go as far as say it's barbaric, but it's mm-hmm. definitely you know it's a cat. Now, cat people say, "Oh, my cat has this frustrating problem." No shit, you got a cat. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be frustrated from time to time. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. But I was worried about it, uh, and we're like, and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know, man. And 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 Colleen, we have like some vintage furniture, and yeah. you know, to go with our million year old house. And I think and, I think we've actually told people your house yeah. is fifteen hundred years it old. It is. It is. Which is it's very real, old for a house in Michigan. It is. It is. <laughs> Do you have to patch like cave that, drawings, that, that really, thatch roof part. every year? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. No, it's, but it is, but it's 200 years old. 18, it's, a, it's an old house. Yeah. 1831. But, uh, but we, we have like really extended families and like a lot of the furniture from both sides of our families have made it into our possessions. And, and you know, she, she can be very particular. And I can just say, oh, my God, if the cat scratches up her stuff, she's going to lose her mind. Uh, yeah. But she was actually more uh, against the declaw than, than, than but, I was. But how would you know if something got damaged? You have like seven couches in your living room. <laughs> It, it, t- it takes a couple months just to, we, you know, oh, yeah, there's a piece of furniture room now. We, we, we do, actually. So it's kind of a big, uh, sprawling house. Lots of stuff. But we were able to train Percy. Um, Colleen didn't think I, I'd be able to do it. Um, well, no, she she didn't. She, 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 was, she was confident. She was training him not to scratch the furniture. And I was teaching him to scratch 
on one of those little cardboard. It was like a cardboard box yeah. uh, filled with other cardboard, and you just mm-hmm. see all the corrugation. And she's like, he's never going to use that. I'm like, yeah, he will. I got this, you know, and, and we had put uh, the, the term from scratching on the couch. It was just uh, – it was like newspaper and it was just kind of like wrapping paper and she just like pinned it on the side of the couch. So when he went up to it to scratch on it, it was like paper and it made noise and he was just like, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like yeah. that. That's not catching my nail. And that, that worked, huh? Yeah. And then – so he wasn't scratching on the couch uh, and then I, 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 I put those, those boards near the couch – and he would, he would, and I put catnip on it, and uh, mm. then and he just lost his. See, mind. you know, th- this this pulls a lot of things together for me. You know, um, last time I was over your house, I thought you were gifting me that couch because it was it was gift wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where that one went? Because <laughs> yeah. we're down to like four in there now. Uh, and hey, I Jamie just... gave us a couch for Christmas. <laughs> That's, That's really nice. Yeah. So, but it worked. But we don't keep the we don't have to keep the paper on there anymore. He doesn't do it, and uh, now he just he scratches on things he's supposed to scratch. We got him a little cat house, uh, and it's in the, at the bottom. It's got the rope mm-hmm. tightly wound around one of the the legs of the this like little yeah, like cat that house twine thing. kind of rope. Yeah, thing. and he's like he's, he goes to town scratching on that. And we go, yeah. oh, good boy. And he looks. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> It takes a little while, but something that just happened that was really embarrassing, and now I don't want to say because now people are gonna like look at the video. Oh, you're picking your nose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So oh, go to go to twenty five, twenty eight in the video to watch Samantha dig for gold. <laughs> Samantha, I wasn't paying any attention. God. You. <laughs> Were you like really like up in there? No, it was oh. just like right there. So I just like you know did a little thing, but I'm pretty sure people can tell what's going on. You didn't flick it under the soundboard or anything, did you? I mean, no. <laughs> you forget that camera's on there. Yeah, I don't. Just... I should cover it up. Yep, there we go. It's covered now. There it is. Okay. All right. <laughs> she was Amazing. feeling lonely in there. Um, but yeah, so I was pretty. I was pretty pr- proud that we were able to. Get that, and so Michigan, yeah, Michigan is going to, Michigan's going to, Michigan's going to pass a, a law. That's uh, hopefully. Do you think it? Do you think it'll go? Do you think? Uh, yeah, probably will. It's. It seems like the time. You know, uh, I did, I wasn't aware of that obviously. Yeah. And that's why I said, you know, more and more vets are, you know, kind of they they gave up that that practice of of declawing yeah. uh, cats, but. Yeah, I mean, you can make a case either way, but the bottom line is, you know, the, the cat was born with those, and uh, it's part of what uh, a cat is. So. Um. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm a huge fan of keeping them. You know, keeping that part of them intact. Keeping it fresh. Yeah. All right. So here's a, a question about. Oh my god! Who wrote cat behavior? Twenty five twenty eight digging for gold. I wrote. I wrote twenty five twenty eight digging oh for gold god. on the oh. video. And now oh. it's now it's there. It'll be stuck there. Oh, somebody has a question. Oh, really? Or they're saying somebody saying something in the chat. Um. Oh hey! Oh there my is. God! Somebody just Samantha the nice dig. No way! <laughs> <laughs> oh, what oh we do? God. So read it to us, Samantha. Okay. Brian, Brian's chiming Brian. in. Brian, there's another Brian. Hello. Hey. Um, he says I have a dog, Shepherd Collie Mix. Her name is Mia. Mia has been with us since we adopted her from a rescue when she was a puppy. She has lived a pretty. What is that word? <laughs> Sed- sedentary sedentary life i'm not stupid i graduated high school and i always feel bad i don't give her enough walks mainly because she gets really overexcited and pulls me for most of the walk how do i get her to not get so excited before she walks and throughout the walk what are the benefits of the walks 
Samantha, nice dig. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, and, actually, uh, uh, Brian, um, the sedentary life. Okay, so w- what are the benefits of the walk? Um, oh, man, the, the, the walk is good for you, good for the dog. Now, the, uh, you don't want her to not get excited about the walk. Uh, so, you know, the, the point is that uh, the dog, you know, should want to look forward to it and want that walk. You just need some control of the dog when it's on the leash. So I would recommend you get a, uh, a training collar and a, uh, a six-foot lead and do some basic um, leash, uh, you know, uh, uh, leash breaking. Um, so that would entail you taking the dog out. When the dog reaches the end of the reach of the leash, you give her a little correction uh, when she comes back to you, heap a lot of praise on the dog, maybe give her a little treat. And she'll learn real quickly that it's a lot of fun to run with you and walk with you. But when she gets too far, it's sometimes a little scary. It's a little bit – which is a good – it's a good lesson for the dog to learn because if the dog got off leash, you wouldn't want her to think it's exciting to run away from you. Yeah. You want her to be kind of apprehensive about running away. So it's a really good exercise to teach the dog that it's safe to stay near you. It's unsafe or at least – Unsure, she should be unsure about uh, running away from you. That'll always keep the dog close to you, whether she's on the leash or not. So it's um very simple exercise. You should be able to to get the dog um uh, walking within ten minutes. It's never taken me more than five or ten minutes to teach a dog this. Hmm. And um, but you're no good problem. at it. I mean, you say that, but how easy is it really? Uh, I am good at it, <laughs> and uh, uh, I mean, I did it for a living, right? So yeah. um, and it's a fair question. I mean. Um, what what would help somebody being su- successful doing this? What? Okay. Um, you, what you want to do is you want to impart a little bit of fear in the dog when the dog gets to the end of that reach. Mm-hmm. So you want to surprise them. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to hurt the dog. Just surprise the dog. Startle them. That uh, you know, real quick. Uh, pull on the leash very, very fast. Yell no. And when the dog looks at you or makes any attempt to come towards you, lots of praise, maybe a treat. That way the dog will learn that um, the, the correction only comes when they're away from you. And again, it's a, it's a life lesson. It, it's a lesson that could save the dog's life one day. Um, because, you know, most of the time when dogs run away, they're not running away because they have a terrible home. They're running away because they think it's exciting. Mm. Only domestic dogs do that. Dogs in the wild don't run away from their family. No animals run away from their family because nature is inherently dangerous. So it's a, it's a very um, natural lesson for a dog to learn okay. that it's safe to stay near you know, family and familiar things. It's unsafe to, to wander off. So, um, so you're kicking in an instinct that's already there, Jamie. Mm. So if you, can, if you can impart that in the dog that it's scary to, 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 to lunge away from you, it's safe to stay near you, it doesn't take that long. All right. Brian, try that out. Give it a shot and uh, let us know. Let us know how it works. Brian, uh, he went to Specs. He's a Specs Howard guy. I was like looking at his Facebook. He's like, we got a couple of mutual radio. Don't stalk. Don't stalk people. Oh, I have a, got, I'm friends with him. Yep. We got some mutual radio friends and he uh, he used to host a podcast called Not So Cool Kids and he, he works. He does some uh, dinner theater. He does uh, the Dinner Detective Murder Mystery Show. Oh, I want to go. In Troy. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to go. Let's so go. Let's Guys, go. let's go. So you want to go? go? Let's go. Yeah. That's, that sounds like a fun road trip. All right, Brian, thanks for uh, checking in. That's uh, very, very cool. Um, all right, so I was going to – there was I was going to read another one. I was going to read something. Oh, it was a cat question. It was about some cat behavior. Uh, I had a question here about some cat behavior. Question about cat behavior. Mm-hmm. Sally, and, uh, Sally and Jack, we have an almost uh, a year-old female tortoiseshell killie. Kit- killie? Kitty. Mm, okay. <laughs> Let me start over. We have an almost year old female tortoiseshell kitty. Uh, we rescued her. Uh, 
as a severely feral kitten. So this was a feral kitten, eight weeks old. I was born in a barn, no human contact. Uh, and my 10-year-old daughter quickly became friends with the cat uh, and is the only person this cat will trust. Uh, she does well with the whole family, even strangers now, but this is it's my daughter's cat. Uh, my daughter was sent home from school with a very low-grade temperature and a bellyache. Uh, something over half the school has gone through in the past week. Coronavirus. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> it's not severe. The fever is low, but she's uh, feeling a little bit better, but we're keeping her in bed. But the cat is suddenly super protective and attached to my daughter. She'll sleep on her belly or her chest. She's smurfing her little nose. And if, if my, anybody comes close to the cat or the dog or daughter, the cat will meow, not hiss, but meow. Uh, if my daughter tries to get up, the cat gently puts out her claws, like to say, sit down, <laughs> tell, to tell her no almost. Uh, the cat gets up to eat and then goes to use the litter box, but then right, runs right back and climbs on top of my daughter again. My daughter's loving it because, uh, you know, she doesn't feel well and it's nice to have a little buddy there. She goes, I, I've heard of dogs doing this. Um, but is this normal cat behavior, and does the cat know my daughter is sick? It's not normal. No, she's, yeah, she's right. Usually, okay. usually that's dog behavior. Best thing to do, Jamie? Yeah. Declaw the cat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um, no, that, that, is, that is more dog-like behavior than a cat. That's very interesting. Yeah. You know, and uh, because it was a feral cat, yeah. you know, this is the only person that it has in the world. Right, and it probably knows that. I don't know if if a if an animal knows that you're sick, but they definitely know something's different, and that does cause stress. It causes some anxiety in dogs and cats. So um, I don't know. Maybe they do know they're they're sick, but they they see that a different behavior pattern, and it alarms them, and they do act strangely sometimes. So this cat is really really focused on your daughter, yeah. and it's um it's kind it of sounds, a unique, very unique relationship. Sounds sweet. Yeah. Sounds yeah. yeah. So, so it doesn't sound like there's anything wrong with no, it. No. No. Yeah. I mean, if the cat's like you know. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know where I was going. I figured I better stop before I go somewhere stupid. Uh, this is, I got a story out of the, the New York Post here. Uh, Hannah Frischberg, yelling at your dog ruins their lives, so don't be a jerk, study says. Okay. <laughs> Even treats aren't as much fun uh, as just being nights. Um, a heartbreaking study finds that screaming at dogs scares them long term. Patient is far more superior a method in training. So, um, so people who train and train uh, with loud commands, you know what uh, is traumatizing? You know what? Oh, hold, for dogs? hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a kid, I worked in a kennel. Yeah, yeah. And it's deafening in a kennel. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> You think that yelling at your dog is going to traumatize? Uh, well, you yelled at the dog. Other dogs barking is a different story. <laughs> but uh, I think this is where the, this, this story is, is going. You don't want to associate a correction with yourself. Right. So when you're yelling at your dog, you can do it in such a way that, that um, the correction happens when the dog is focused on the behavior you want to stop. So if, if the dog looks at you and you start yelling at him, it's going to cause a little bit of a problem. But sure. you know, don't think for a second dogs don't growl and yap at each other. And, yeah. and uh, like I said, it could be deafening when you have a few dogs in, in, a, in a room or a kennel. So they, they, they did a test in Portugal with uh, 42 dogs from a school that used reward-based training and 50 dogs from an aversion 
type training school, mm-hmm. and they found that uh, the treat-based dogs were much more well-adjusted, um, and they could find their treat bowl more easily. Um, they were easily adapted to new people. Uh, the aversion-based dogs uh, experienced – showed uh, lick-lipping and paw-raising, yawning and yelping much more frequently than the yeah. uh, positive-based training. It's not a, it's not a very – um, scientific. Uh, there's no controls in that. What do you, what's it mean? Aversion training and treat based, because a good a good balanced training method uses both. It uses a little bit of aversion. It uses uh, treats. It uses rewards. It uses encouragement. Um, you know, you, the, the principles are always the same, Jamie. You you want a lot of encouragement, a little bit of correction. Yeah. And uh, you know, and that's. Uh, that will usually go, you know, uh, quite far towards getting control of the dog. So aversion training—that just sounds like it's all negative—and then treat training is all positive. So yeah, I would imagine you get a little bit further ahead with treat training. But you know, there, there is some middle ground. You know, it's not just one or the other. I mean, you can use both if you're a smart trainer, and you can uh, you can make a lot of headway because there's a difference between teaching the difference between right and wrong yeah. and and good and bad. Those are those are different lessons. And sometimes people get confused. You know, so not understanding something is never bad. It could be wrong. It's not bad. Uh, doing something dangerous is always bad. Like we talked about, um, you know, pulling at the end of the leash. Mm-hmm. That is something I would consider bad simply because it could kill the dog one day if the dog is, is okay with just running away from you. So, uh, but te- teaching a dog to sit and it doesn't sit correctly um, that's never bad. It could be wrong. And then you got to use a very gentle approach and a lot of treat-based, you know, uh, training. So it's not one or the other. There's, you know, a good training method incorporates both. Well, and you, you should you should be as kind to your dogs as humanly possible because, because dog people live longer lives. Really? Yep. A story out of NPR here. And people who sleep with their dogs live longer. That's it. So hugging a dog is one of life's greatest joys. Getting to see our furry four-legged friends wagging their tails is a love drug like no other. Uh, dogs and humans interact with one another, uh, and it actually creates a, a jolt of uh, oxycotton. it says here. <laughs> uh, a cuddle hormone. <laughs> it's the cuddle. Cuddle hormone. O- no, it's not oxycotton. Oxytocin? I don't know. What's that? Is that oxy- That's not oxycotton. That's oxytocin. That. Is that oxytocin? Uh, oxytocin. Oxytocin. I hate words. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's words. the cuddle hormone. So, um, and then people who have that and people, the study shows that uh, over a 12-year period they studied this, um, there's a 21% reduction in the risk of death. Wait a minute. Is, is, is this your way Harvard, of, of getting Harvard. us to come to your cuddle parties? Please? Yes. I want everybody to come to my cuddle party. <laughs> So so don't yell at your dog. Be nice to your dog because they help you live longer. So people with dogs live longer. NPR says so. You know, um, I always compare it to a good coach. Yeah. A good coach can sometimes be very hard, but a good coach knows when to encourage and knows how to get to the core of that person and really bring out something good. Mm. A good coach it doesn't just browbeat you. That's mm. a drill sergeant. <laughs> uh, a good coach will bring out the best in, in a player. And um, and that's kind of what you have to be when, you're, when you train your dog. You have to bring out the best in them uh, and get rid of the nonsense stuff. And um, and so the, you, know, you have to take a smart approach. And that's why uh, most of the time it's, it's good to 
to enroll in a class, a basic obedience class, with someone who's reputable. Ask your veterinarian um, who, you know, that uh, they've had some good feedback, you know, from as far as um, uh, behaviorists in the area. And um, it is very interesting to learn about dog behavior and, and how you can be a better dog owner, dog parent, whatever you consider pet, yourself. Pet parent. parent pet parent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ebb and flow, right? Things go one way and then go back. Wax on, wax off. Go man. back yeah. the other. We were just talking about legislation about not declawing cats. Yeah. What's uh, an, another legislation that uh, is troublesome? Uh, breed bans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's because uh, you get the camel's nose in the tent, and mm-hmm. uh, you know you're breeding this band, you're breeding and breeding that, uh, banning that breed, banning this breed. Uh, Denver is actually swinging the other way. Denver, Denver is lifting a pit bull ban that has been in place for 30 years. And I'm proud to be an American. So yeah. <laughs> so Samantha, your boys, uh, boys and girls are, are yes, pit bulls, right? My boys and girls are pit bulls. Yes, are and they? I love them so much. How many do you, you have? Do you have there? one of each? I have two. Yes, a boy and a girl. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and they are my world, and I love them so do you, much. Do you uh, do you enter them in, in fights? No. No. God, no, no. They would even if they did, they would run away. Like because they'd be, they just. They're and, and they're very wrestle. they're very lazy and they're I mean I guess if somebody were to break into our house I'm pretty sure they would get them but like they're the sweetest babies ever. So yeah, this is coming out of the New York Times uh, as well. Laura Holson talking about uh, a law is proposed and it's if it gets signed, owners um, they they might be uh, required to apply for a special license. But and proof of microchipping, but it would lift the ban on pit bulls in the city. You know, a uh, a big driver of the the breed bans, and I know, like you said, it's kind of coming the other way now. Mm-hmm. Uh, insurance companies had these uh, almost like these de facto breed bans because they would, um, you know, do you have a dog in the house when you're you know you're looking at a, a homeowner's policy? Yes, is it a pit bull? Ooh, yes, yeah, sorry, oh yeah, we can't. Yeah, we can't insure that. So it it they don't tell you you can't have one. They just say if it causes a problem, we're not right. gonna we're not going to cover it. And um, Back 10 years ago or so, I, w- I worked with uh, State Farm, a couple right. other um, insurance companies to try to you know, alleviate some of that because they had about uh, uh, 17 or 18 breeds of dogs that they would not insure. Mm. And just because um, it, was, it was somewhat arbitrary, and uh, so I, w- I did some education and tried to you know, uh, get them to reverse some of those policies or at least – Make it a uh, level playing field. It's not the breed of dog. Right. You know, some dogs are problematic, but let's take the breed out of it and let's see if we can evaluate these dogs on a more neutral basis to see which ones are really causing the problems. So yeah, so it's uh, Denver um, is just one of like 900 cities, uh, according to this report, in the U.S. that have legislation specifically breeding particular uh, specifically banning particular breeds so if all the pits fall into uh, the american pit bull terriers the american staffordshire terriers and the staffordshire bull terriers uh, and other mixed breeds uh, fall into these legislations in 900 different cities but uh, yeah so denver is reversing it it's been a law in denver in the in the city and county of denver since 1989 uh, and the new mayor 
Um, once they have that reversed, people would still need to show, you know, vaccination and the dogs have to be microchipped um, and, they, you know, neuter and spay and, and all the things that you, you need to do to get your dog licensed uh, in the city. That, But that applies to any of the dogs. Declawed. Uh, declawed. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not declawed. So, yeah. So there you go. So that's uh, that's, that's good to hear. They see, as we talk about the ebb and flow, you know, things. Yeah. Uh, hopefully things can kind of swing. Well, there's the always a, a knee-jerk reaction. You know, when, when a pit bull causes a problem, yeah. it's usually a big problem. And yeah. we, we have had some horrific stories mm-hmm. that in, involve pit bulls. So, yeah, the knee-jerk reaction is, okay, no pit bulls. Let's ban it. Let's, uh, yep. you know, rather than taking a smart approach, legislation oftentimes takes, uh, takes a different approach. Yeah. 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 So it takes time to work those things out, 30 years apparently in some cases. <laughs> I'm glad I'm I am I am super glad it is swinging the other way. Uh talk about swinging the other way. <laughs> oh man. Are we getting back to your cuddle party? <laughs> it is we are. It's uh this one is uh where is this uh megaphone megaphone what it is. It's some thing. But a guy sets up a dog walking group to help men talk about depression. See, this is why I do the show every week. It's so I can hang out with you and kind of look into your eyes for an hour and just oh, kind of talk. And that's good thing is a wide table because it's hard to reach your hand. <laughs> when we were when we were sitting at those smaller tables, yeah. it was nice. We could hold hands through the show. But well, we not only that, I, it that was awkward because I would feel you breathing, and <laughs> literally breathing on my neck. And as, as... But I love this. I love this. Uh, Ron Osman in, in Bristol in the U.K., uh, he's dealt with depression and anxiety for his whole life. Because he's in the U.K. Everyone's yeah. depressed there, It's they? rainy, <laughs> they cloudy, it's gloomy. Uh, but there was always one thing that helped him was walking his dog. And he realized the huge benefit from it, uh, getting out into nature. So Osman decided to set up Dudes and Dogs. Oh, boy. Hey, it's a little more California than UK. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Dudes and dogs. All right, we're going to go take a walk. Come on, buddy. Let's go. Uh, it's, but it's to help other men through the same thing, through their depression. The goal, to get men out in the fresh air together and take a walk and talk a little bit. So the group's uh, website, there's a website. Osman explains how his own battle with depression uh, and how he dealt with it by walking his dog. And there's some quotes and ideas here from him and uh that's that's cool though because men don't do that brian i love i love you men don't say i love you to each other they i love you they i just don't, don't. Oh, so I'm don't be woman. afraid to sam uh, we, we love you for sure thank you yeah, you're I know. right I could, we love sam i could tell sam, sam i love you sam <laughs> oh i love you too it's okay so jamie oh. i love <laughs> <laughs> so no, in our society, men don't do that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I told Matt Fox I loved him the other day. Did you? What did he say? I had to wake him up first. So. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you guys, Matt Fox isn't even here to protect to protect himself from <sighs> your no verbal assault. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But you know what, Jamie? Talking you know, about you know, verbal Jamie, assault. Um, no, but uh, <laughs> it actually does. <laughs> Uh, okay, so d- depression, and you're right. Yeah, yeah. Guys don't, guys don't. Uh, you know, they're not as demonstrative. Yeah. You know, but uh, I'll hug you. You yeah. hug me all the time. But what is it? What is it? You're a school teacher. Mm-hmm. About 15 years ago or so, all of a sudden it's like, okay, no hugs, no touching in school. Oh yeah, no. That's an awful thing. Oh yeah, no. You don't teach kids that. Oh yeah. yeah if yeah, their yeah. friend is hurting, you hug them. Oh oh, the kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh yeah. yeah, no, not you hugging your kids. Oh yeah. yeah. No no, kids in school <laughs> hugging each other. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. hugged him. Well, I see kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, 
okay, so they cop a feel once in a while. <laughs> let them, let them hug each other. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, like PDAs, public displays of affection. I let them hug. Come on, don't. I don't, don't think PDA. I don't think hugging is considered PDA. And if uh, it two is, kids like, are just kind of you know they're talking in the hallway and then hug and walk yeah. off. I'm not going to say something. But two kids are like leaned up against a wall and making out. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll right. go. Hey, hey. Yeah. Get we all room. we all just had lunch here. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Have you that's, ever? That's actually if you if you're anywhere near my room and you're making out by by my I'll be, two, hey hey two, hey two, we just had lunch here. Come on, people. Two two guys see each other and they do the guy hug thing. You're yeah, not yeah. gonna you're not gonna have an issue. PDA. With that, right? Oh no. <laughs> no no I, I no I'll, sometimes I go hugs are free <laughs> and you get and, and you I'll hug come in both. Yeah. I'll do, then, I'll, sometimes I'll do that. Actually I'll do that. I've done that in class. And I'll, and so kids will be walking in late and I'll be like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to like without a hug. <laughs> Yeah, oh and there's like and two boys are walking in. They're walking in late, and they're like, "What are you guys doing?" And they're like, "Well, we're gonna go sit down. We're late. We're sorry." I'm like, "I know, but with, with, without a hug." <laughs> and one of them was like, just looked at me like I was insane. <laughs> and the other one, and he was like six four. He's he came like running up. He's like, "I'm in for it." <laughs> and he came up and gave me a hug. I'm like, "That's what I'm talking about." Oh my god, who are you? <laughs> Speaking of that's, that's what I'm talking and, about. What are we talking about? I don't know. Yeah. We're just having fun. Yeah. <laughs> but you can hug your dog in yes. mixed company. It doesn't matter. Nobody, nobody no. has any kind of uh, compunction about that, right? You just mm-hmm. go hug your dog. No, hug it's just a nice, it's a nice little group of uh, getting over depression and, and taking your walk for a dog and uh, taking your dog. Yeah. What? <laughs> taking yeah. your walk for a dog. For a walk. <laughs> taking your walk for a dog. Yeah. English has been a challenge today. Mm-hmm. You ever, you ever grit your teeth or grind your teeth when you're because a dog is just so damn cute, <gasps> and you're just kind of like, oh, you're so cute. Oh yeah. Yeah. You just want to steal them. Yeah, you, I was about to say, you grind your steal teeth. that dog. St- oh, stealing them puppies. Get that dog. Steal that dog. You ever bite a dog? Um, Vice oh, versa. Only at the Home Depot. Hot dog. They have the great. They have the greatest hot dogs at Home Depot. It That's is it. a fact. So I used I to bite it. my dog all the time. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of. I'm going to quit them. my job Arr. and sell hot dogs. And then at you make Home that Depot. little noise when you do it. Arr. I got, I'll, Arr. I'll gr- growl at her. Arr. They love that. And she does. It's play. Blink her eyes very slowly, like, okay, you can bite me. You know, but, you know, if your dog could speak, what it would probably say? Well, there's actually a new collar that would, would help that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there's a new dog collar. It, it plays swear words when your dog barks. I don't know what, how this is helpful or anything, but a company, how did you, how did you not think of this? Yeah. This has got Brian Donovan <laughs> written all over it. Dog product that swears. Uh, it, a, a company is selling dog collars that plays swear words whenever the dog barks. Uh, for Sixty bucks, right? Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, you like know, the, I, like in the movie Up, right? The dog has a little collar that yeah. translates stuff. Uh, so whenever the dog barks, it plays a swear word. Uh, I referenced the Far Side uh, comic strip. Remember the Far yeah. Side, uh, Jamie? Those <laughs> those uh, there was, there was a. Uh, a, uh, a far side cartoon where the scientist toils for years and years on this helmet that will allow him to interpret dog language. Yeah. So he finally f- gets his helmet, he puts it on, goes walking through the neighborhood, and all the dogs are saying is, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, but it's a gag. This is a gag gift uh, with a barking collar. It doesn't actually translate it, your dog's feelings translate. into and your dogs aren't, aren't sailors cursing at you yeah. constantly. Um, I'm sure. S- it's Sam, I don't. I don't have a bad joke. Do you have a bad joke, Sam? Uh, I can look one up. Hold your horses. Are you gonna, all right, find us a bad joke. I knew I forgot. I was forgetting something. 
I figured say we haven't had Samantha here in so long. I didn't want to pick on her with a fact or fiction because we're just happy that Samantha. Thank you, thank you. Just Samantha's here. I, you would have to give me the cue because I was definitely not listening. Uh, we did, uh, we did, we did uh, a bad uh, the the fact or fiction last week with Brian, and he got it again. I, he, I think, he got it right. Yeah, it's almost like, like I I I'm inside of Jamie's mind, and I can he I, does. I can I he can, picks it apart. I can ferret these things out. Because your first guess was wrong because you were thinking something and then you're like, wait, wait a second. And then you went back and you, re- you rewound a little bit. I was and then you're like, you, yeah. Uh, yeah. and then he got me. And it's like, yeah. no fair. Mike Dwyer joined the conversation and so did uh, your peanut. Mike Dwyer and peanut. <laughs> you remember Mike Dwyer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From the WPON days. Yeah, really cheery and, guy. Uh, he would. Uh... <laughs> Bye, son. Yeah, nonstop <laughs> Joker, that guy. That's it. Mike was great. Yeah, he did. Uh, he's a writer. Uh, he does. Uh, he did that travel and adventure show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Sam, you got that bad joke? Um, what did the? Do you got the music to go? The... It's no. It's no fun without the music. No, but Sam. we've already done this one before. But I just want to say because it's okay, so go ahead. funny. Go ahead. What did the buffalo say to his son when he left for college? What did he say then? Bye, son. Uh, <laughs> oh, should I? I got you guys good. It's time for what? Do you have one? No. Oh, okay. Hold on. Uh. I just had updates from Hollywood. Why do fish live in salt water? Why do fish live in salt water? Samantha? Because pepper makes them sneeze. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh man, where do sheep go on vacation? Where do sheep go on vacation? The Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, those were ah. bad, but really funny. Those were bad. I need right. to keep that on my uh, my tab. There you go. Bad. bad animal jokes. Usually, it's a lot better than that. So sorry, everybody. No, that's. I feel it. like we actually have people listening now. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy time. Yep. Yeah. All right, Samantha. Uh, you can, <laughs> you can. You wanna roll? Yeah, roll that ending music. Yes, and I'm then, gonna. Uh, oh, yep. Sorry, we're still playing the bad, the bad, bad stuff. Bad, bad music. Yep, we're still playing that bad music. And one, two, three, four. Okay, there we go. Tell the people what she wore. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, and then you guys can follow us at our uh, on our social media pages. Um, we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Animal Talk Radio. Um, so you can follow us there and engage with us there and say some things. We'll maybe we'll say something back. Um, and then we have um, our merch site wearingfunny.com and our website too animaltalkradio.com. I forgot to say that forgot to say that at the beginning, but yes, we have a website. There you go. All right. Boom. Hoorah! That's it. Thanks for uh, listening. Like, subscribe, leave a comment, and uh, appreciate you being with us. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's. Uh, so we got anything coming up? That's you got a wrap. Else? You got it. All right. Have an exotic week. And kiss your wild thing for me. Yeah, I want to do some